G'day everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. So today's episode, I'm going to be doing answering some Q&As because I've received quite a few and I just want to go through them before the next week comes upon us and I go into another um, few episodes of emotional intelligence or passionate profession. So I wanted to make some time to dedicate an episode to answering the questions and maybe these questions that are being asked of me are the same questions that you might be asking yourself or thinking about. So hopefully by me answering these questions, you can see yourself in this situation or you can see your own question being answered through these questions. So the first question is from Nick and he says, what's the most realistic step-by-step way someone can go from rags to riches? (laughs) I like that question. What's the most realistic way or what's the most realistic step-by-step way someone can go from rags to riches? Well, it really depends on your story. Do you have a rag story? Do you have a story that the rags to riches story is a hero's journey. It's the hero's journey where the hero started out as dim and defocused and not knowing what to do, or it was dark, or it was depressing, or it was cold, or it was no. It, there was this this thing that started off that was not uh, in, in, that was not allowing him to explore him, allowing him or, or her to explore the world. And then through this journey of something happens, something happens that defines the journey. Something happens that you know commands the person to go out and do something with themselves. So you think about it in your life. You might have gone to school, you might have gone to university and you might have had a good job, but then that doesn't make, make the cut for you. Something else is missing. And that's a situation where the rags to riches story happens or the journeys here, the hero's journey starts where there is an incident or a challenge or a thought or a circumstance that provokes change that the status quo will not do. And then you go to the journey. Now, in terms of riches, it depends on what you mean by riches. I'm going to interpret this as money. And if that means getting quick uh, money, making quick schemes, it just doesn't, they exist, but they're not going to give you satisfaction. And there's no step-by-step way of making that happen. So the best thing to do from going from rags to riches, number one, what is your story? Unpack what your story is. Where has it been that you've been down? You might be down right now. You might be getting out of the down. You might be in a spiral right now, whatever the story is. And the riches is really, what is it that you enjoy doing? Because believe it or not, yes, money is very important, but money won't make it important if you don't enjoy what you're doing. There are many people who earn six and seven figures and that are not happy and that are looking for what's good for me. Like what else else can I do? And I guarantee you the next pay bracket you get, whatever, if it's you're working for yourself or working for someone else, the next pay bracket will still not be enough if you don't enjoy what you do. Because it'll never be enough. It's nice temporarily. It's nice to buy other things and go for book the next holiday. But that will only last the 10 days, one month holiday that you take. After that 10 days, one month holiday or the next purchase that you make, then you have to go still live life. And then the riches, is you still don't feel rich anymore because you're pushing yourself into a work, a career, a profession that doesn't resonate with you. So the quickest way to get from rags to riches is find what you love doing and then find a way of doing that thing that you love, that you enjoy. So in other words, you have the passion. Now, what's the process? How are you going to fulfill that passion? What's the way in which that process can become very exciting for you? 
because it's one thing saying I want to become an astronaut, that I want to become a politician, I want to become an accountant, I want to become a painter. But if you don't like the process of what it takes to become that astronaut, that accountant, that politician, then you're going to have a hard time pursuing it. So you have to fall in love much more with the process of how to get to that thing than the thing itself, because you're going to be spending a lot of time to getting to it. So that's my A to your Q, um, Nick, and I hope that answers your question. So next question is by Bowden. And Bowden says, I'm completely stuck in my life. What should I do? So if you're completely stuck in your life, it really depends on, I would need more context to that question. Where are you in your life? Have you just finished university? Have you just finished your degree? Have you just left a job? Are you about to start a job? Are you start, about to start a new career? Have you left the country? Are you embarking on a new journey? Are you starting your own business? So when you say you're stuck in life, I need more context about what it is that you're feeling stuck about. But to give you a general answer, as your question is a very general question, I'm completely stuck, what should I do? Well, what do you want to do? Like make a list of everything that you hate. Because when you're feeling stuck, all right, because if anyone who's felt stuck in their life, and if someone asks them, what do you want to do? I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Like, it just becomes like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I just don't care. I just want to feel stuck. I want to be stuck. I want to relish in this being stuck place, right? Because that feeling is so overwhelming and nothing else will do. So when you're in that place of like frustration and anger and error, what you want to do in that place, because no matter what suggestion anyone makes, it's just going to be like, that's stupid. That's dumb. I don't want to do that. Because automatically, because you're in that mood, so make a, if you're in that anger place, that frustrated place, make a list of everything that you hate, that you don't like, that you don't want in a job. What's everything that is making you feel irritated, stuck, stubborn, disillusioned? Make a list of that. I hate mornings. I hate coffee. I hate people. I hate, and, and that place of being frustrated, you make a list of everything. Like even those things might sound far out. You might sound like it's not you, but in that moment, that's what you feel. Write it down. Because part of it is you're trying to prove the world wrong. You're trying to prove uh, to an extent that someone's suggestion is incorrect. So you write what you find is correct. So what you're trying to do here is hack your brain. So everything that irritates you about anything and everything that irritates you about a work life. I hate sitting behind a desk. I hate, I hate emailing. I hate computers. I hate programming. I hate uh, meetings. I hate whatever thing, everything that you hate. Because everything that you write on the flip side of that, you're going to say, well, what's the opposite of that? If I hate meetings, what's the opposite? What will benefit me of the opposite of not going to a meeting? Being on the field, being on, um, being on the ground and walking around, like what's going to be like, you will see what the light is, but first you've got to get it out of your system about what's making you feel stuck, irritated, frustrated, that you can't stuck in a rut, all those kinds of things. And then what you should do is look at the opposite of that list, make a list of everything that you don't like. And then what's the opposite of that? Because that will send you to a direction, but you won't get to that opposite direction unless you get out of your system, what's holding you back. And that list that you make of what you don't like is going to show you what you don't like and what's holding you back so that you can make the opposite. And that's what you should do. Okay. Next question. Uh, how do I motivate myself when good grades don't make me feel good? How do I motivate myself when good grades don't make me feel good? Well, what does make you feel good? 
good grades is what might make your teacher feel good, might, might make your school feel good, might make the board of education feel good, might make your parents feel good and your siblings or your aunts and uncles. So you need to work out, well, what is going to make you feel good? And it's, it's the same thing. How do I motivate myself? Motivation is nothing but a habit. Motivation is a habit. In yesterday's episode, I spoke about uh, athletes and Olympians have what's called a peak performance state or what's called an arousal state. And what that means, don't take it the wrong way, but that's what they call it. What that means is they have an optimum level of how they deliver their perfect best or their near perfect best performance on the field, on track, uh, on court, whatever it is, the, the sport that they're playing. And if they're not feeling in that optimum level, they have strategies. And I spoke about it in yesterday's episode. So you want to check that out of how they bring themselves. If they're feeling too low, how they bring themselves up to that optimum peak state. And if they're feeling too high, like they're going to make a mistake or they're going to create an injury, how they're going to bring themselves back to that optimum state, back down low. And that's motivation. That's them having to do that, even despite the fact that I feel like it, despite the fact there are people booing them on the court, despite the fact that they're playing with their biggest number one opponent and they've got to bring their A game and they're like, I'm not sure if I could even, I've got an A game. So in those moments of doubt, they have to create motivation. And that's called that arousal state or that peak performance state. And so how do you motivate yourself to make what, and how are you gonna make yourself feel good? Make a list of what's going to make you feel good outside of good grades because good grades isn't cutting it. So what will? Would failing make you feel good? And this, those are the honest conversations you have to have with yourself. Even though they sound counterintuitive, even though they sound like, why would you want bad grades? Well, maybe that's what's going to make you feel alive because by getting bad grades, bad grapes, by getting bad grades, now you will know what is actually going to make you feel good because Ask anyone who hasn't had good grades. They've had to find a way to find something else that actually turns their creative juices on, turns their thinking on, turns their ability to be competent. It turns that switch on for them. So what's it going to do it for you? Because it sounds to me like that question saying, I want to be good at grades, like I should be, like that's what is the norm, but I'm not feeling it. So you need to work that out for yourself. And if you want to get motivated, don't wait for motivation. It's never there when you need it. Motivation is a habit that you develop. It's saying every single morning, I'm going to keep to my word and do something. And if you don't know what's going to make you feel good, then you need to go and try as many things as possible. You need to go and try out a sport, go try out a music and a musical instrument, go try out and work at a different place. You need to actually go and just like you wouldn't know what kind of food you like unless you go and try Japanese, Italian, French, Australian, Afghan. You're not going to know unless you try and taste it. So you need to taste a few things to know what's going to allow you to make the cut for you to feel good. Um, and then the last question by David is, how can I overcome my failure from the past? How can I overcome failure from the past? That's pretty good. That's an excellent question. Failure, you have to reframe how you look at failure. Failure is not about a result. School teaches us that a result is called pass or fail or high distinction, distinction credit, A plus, C plus, whatever it is. Failure is not a result. Failure is just an effort. 
what that means is Sarah Blakely talks about this is that um, her father, she has a brother and her father every night at dinner would ask them, what did you guys fail at today? And her father would be very upset with her brother and her if they didn't have something that they reported that they failed in. And what Sarah Blakely realized, who's the founder of Spanx, by the way, and what Sarah Blakely realized very quickly was that failure was not a result. Failure was actually not trying. And when her father heard that they had failed at something, they would, he would high five them and say, good on you. Well done. Because that's what life is. And so when she started Spanx, her company, there was no such thing as failure. <laughs> it was just the fact that if she didn't try this, that was the ultimate failure. And so keeping to the pattern that she had to try something every single week so that she would fail at, by the time she became an adult and by the time she started a company and then by the time she had so many rejections, it wasn't failure. It was just like, well, that's just the drill. That's just life. And that's just, if I don't do it, that's actually what failure is. So how do you overcome failure from your past is reframing what failure is. Not to feel good, not because it's a catchphrase of the decade, not because it's supposed to, you know, cotton wool you and sugarcoat what failure is. No, that's BS. Failure is not a result. It's what school has fed us. And that's why school kids are so scared of making a mistake because school doesn't allow you to make a mistake. Well, doesn't a teacher make a mistake? Doesn't a principal make a mistake? Doesn't the school curriculum and those who created the schooling system, have they never made a mistake? But yet the structure of school is such that if you make a mistake, it's a fail. But then in life, you're, all you're doing is going from failure to failure and then striking gold and then failure to failure and striking gold. So failure is going from effort to effort to effort. And so how do you overcome it? Number one, reframe how you see failure. Failure is not a result. Failure is not trying. And then from your past, because if you can overcome the failure from your past, then the future will be a lot more brighter because you won't get uh, straitjacket or feeling paralyzed that I can't do this because what if I fail again? Or what if I fail in front of this person? Or what if this other person thinks less of me? Because that's what will stop you moving into the present and in the now and in the future. So overcoming failure from your past is simply reframing what failure means for you. And then number two, which is what uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about, is take out every voice apart from your, yours in your brain. Take out your sibling's voice. Take out your peer voice. Take out your boss's voice. Take out your teacher's voice. Take out every single voice in your head but yours. Because guarantee you, when you think about reframing failure, what will stop you is those opinions will go, well, that's failure, that's stupid, that's dumb. And that's what's going to stop you moving forward. So one of the ways that I've described in a YouTube video that I did, and I think it was two videos ago, so you want to check out one of my YouTube videos, um, which I believe is how to hack your brain or mental muscle, how to build mental muscle. So one of the things that I talked about is, number one, stop asking people's opinion about small things. Like, how do I look in this? Like, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about my writing? What do you think about or how I've... Uh, how I've made this meal, small things like that. Start by stop asking people's opinion. And the reason why you wanna stop asking so that you can just have your own voice be the loudest voice in your brain and not someone else's opinion. Because guaranteed when you ask someone else's opinion, 
with your consent. How do I look in this? How does this meal taste? When you ask for that, then you're unconsciously also inviting opinions of you're not good enough, you're not enough, uh, that's a failure, that's stupid, because you can't discriminate the voices in your head once you invite them and then disapprove of them. Like your brain, if you've been, if you've been used to inviting people in your, in your brain space and inviting opinion and allowing it to permeate your brain and your opinion, then guaranteed it's going to come out when you invite, how do I look in this? It's going to come out in your, you're not good enough. You're too old. You're too young. You're too thin. You're too fat. You're too, you're too whatever. Fill in the blank. And so it's really important to overcome failure, reframe it, get the voices of other people out of your head, how to do that. Stop asking other people's opinion, unless you like, you need opinion, like a doctor's opinion. And you know, like that's dif different, but even when in a doctor's opinion, if someone, if a doctor says, I mean, there's so many cases where someone doctor said, you can't do this. And the per person has proven them wrong. Yes, I can do this. You know what I mean? Like, so you've got to be very watchful of whose opinion and what opinion you're allowed, especially if you're prone to following other people's way of thinking. Then you know yourself. And that comes from self-awareness. And I've spoken on this podcast at length about self-awareness. In previous episodes, you want to go check those out. Previous episode, because if you can have self-awareness of yourself, then you know what triggers you. You know what your impulses are. You know what your strengths are. You know what those limitations are. And you know if those limitations are having other people's voices in your head, then you know this is going to really resound with you. Like this is going to really resonate with you. To really stop asking people for their opinion, including your husband, including your wife. If their voices out, um, out amplify yours in your head, then you just stop asking for their opinion. How was this meal? How does this look? Do you think I was a bit too strong there? You work out, you build self-awareness for you to work it out based on your values based on what you value, based on your own ability and strength, you know yourself. Asking someone else's opinion is only going to wash out your own opinion and your own intuition when you need to make the cruel, the, the cruel, when you need to make the crucial decisions for your own life and for your own determination of where you want to go to. So that's how, that's my ADL cue, David. So I hope that that's the question. Overcoming failure is reframing failure. It's not a result. It's not actually doing something. It's lack of effort. And secondly, get voices out of your head. Because when you can get voices out of your head and just have your own. Can I just say, because this podcast series, just to drive, and I'll end with this, guys. This podcast series that I started, I started this podcast, God Honest Truth, in 2013. 2013. And you know why I stopped? Because I thought, well, this is stupid. No one's going to listen. I don't know, like, who would, who would want to listen to my podcast? That's the thoughts that I had. And you know where those thoughts came from? Having low self-confidence. The fact that the voice that was in my head, now I know the voice in my head. I didn't couldn't identify it at the time. But the reason the voice was in my head was I had just come out of a corporate job. And I had been in, in the school curriculum of go get a good job, go get a good, uh, good mark at high school, then get a good degree, then get a good job. And I thought, that's the script of life. That's the map. Who on earth made a living with a podcast? Who on earth was taken seriously with a podcast? Because as far as I knew, the script that I had followed for such a long time, that wasn't in the script. Podcasting wasn't in the script. And the voice that was in my head was the school's voice. 
my teacher's voice, the curriculum's voice. They're going, well, this is stupid. This is not in the script. The script says, get a good degree, get a good job. And that's about it. And then move up the ladder of a good job. And this is podcasting for goodness sake. Who on earth has time for listening to a podcast? And can you, can you, and that was the voice, but I didn't know that was the voice. Now that I work on my self-awareness to look at why am I thinking this? Where does this thought come from? That's building self-awareness people. I know now that's where the voice was. So why am I doing a podcast every single day? Because that voice doesn't have a hold of me. I know now that if I want to create something that doesn't exist, I need to create my own map. And that comes with feeling, am I doing the right thing? That comes with, am I doing it actually correctly? That comes with, oh my goodness, what if this doesn't work out? That comes with all of those feelings because this is this map that I'm doing, that I'm going as I'm, that I'm building as I'm just working it out. It doesn't have any guarantees. This previous script of school didn't have any guarantees and get a good job, but it was more followed. It was more standard than what I'm doing now. But I couldn't be doing this podcast every single day if I still had that voice in my head. And then I also challenge myself and I look for, I look for success. Like who has been successful doing this? I read stories of people who have succeeded doing this. I have examples of these people around me. I remind myself of these people around me. And that's how I get rid of those voices. Because guaranteed, a fear of failure is a fear of other people's voices. And you might think, I don't care about other people's opinion. Really? Then anytime you stop yourself, anytime you hesitate, anytime you procrastinate, anytime you, you have an excuse why you won't do something, I guarantee you there's another voice in your head. You just have to work out whose voice that is. Which voice that is? When was it placed in you? When did you allow it to permeate in your head? Because that's the reason why you're not moving forward. And that's part of self-awareness to work out what's that voice? Where did it come from? And how do I, how do I attack that voice in my head? And attack is in like disseminate it in my head, as in get rid of it. Not attack as in like physically attack, but like how do you get rid of it in your own head? And so that's my A to your Q. And that's a real example of me working from that perspective on myself to get rid of this thing and reframe this thing called failure of the past. Cause I was, Oh, well, I did it 2013. It didn't work. Well, I didn't even give it a proper go. I stopped. I think after five, six episodes, I'm like, Oh, no one's going to listen to this. Well, of course not. After six episodes. Now I believe this is episode n- number. What are we? Episode number 120, I believe it is. And that's completely different. That's because I'm deleting the voices in my head, like delete, 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 as I become aware of them, as you become aware of them. And how do you become aware of them? You want to do something, something stops. You want to do something, you hesitate. You want to do something, an excuse comes up. You want to do something, you procrastinate. You want to do something, you get frustrated. In that moment, you work out where is this frustration, procrastination, excuse coming from? What am I saying? What am I thinking? Where did that voice come from? And then now you delete it because now you know what it is. And then you add to it your story. You rewrite that emotion, that, that voice in your head by putting your own voice in. No, I can do this. Look at this success story. Look at that person. Look at this story. Look at that ability. Look at that person who did that. And that's how you work it out. So guys, I'm going to end it like that because I just found these questions really good. If you've got more questions, guys, please write them in to me, reader at unboxyourgift.com. I'm more than happy to answer them for you. If you'd like to be coached live by me, please let me know, email me, and we can set up an episode where we can, I can take you 
on the journey of finding your passion minus your resume. And we can do it in this episode in 30 to 60 minutes flat. I've done that in shorter periods of time, but I want to do that with you so that others can learn from your journey and your story and you finding your own passion. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. My greatest, greatest, um, my greatest, what do I say? My biggest gratitude is for you guys each and every time that you listen, really and honestly. I mean, I do these episodes. I have so much fun. I have so much to share. I have so much to give. And that you listening allows me to do that. And so if this episode has helped you in any way, please let me know. Please share this episode with someone that you feel would benefit. And it's my greatest honor to be speaking with you. And it's my greatest honor to have you listen. So thank you deeply from the bottom of my heart. And my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together, let's unbox it. God bless.